Hello and welcome into the Locked On Cardinals podcast. My name is Lucas Smith, host of the show, and it is Tuesday, August the 24th of 2021. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, I thank you. Happy Tuesday. My apologies for the bit of a delay. Uh, college uh, life is still uh, a bit of an adjustment as we uh, adjust back into in-person classes this semester. And kind of a more routine college schedule, so adjusting to that. Uh, but happy to be talking to you uh, about Cardinal Baseball today. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Cardinals facing off against the Detroit Tigers this week. Um, t- today it is a 6:45 first pitch, and then on Wednesday it is a 12:15 uh, first pitch, both those times Central Standard. We are brought to you in part today by Rock Auto. Dot com, um, amazing selection, reliable low prices. All the parts your car will ever need uh, are at RockAuto.com. So, like I talked about in the open, if you're on YouTube, we're going to be talking some Cardinal baseball against the Detroit Tigers. As Jack Flaherty and John Lester are pegged to make the start these next two days for the St. Louis Cardinals. There's also this video that one of you uh, shared with me. Um, via uh, swiping up on the Instagram story, this, this foolish baseball video. I'm not going to go into too much depth about it. You can go watch it on your own time, but it is interesting. It's talking about Yadier Molina. So let's go ahead and get into the, the series preview first as the Cardinals, like I mentioned, taking on the Detroit Tigers. Uh, first pitch tonight, like I mentioned, 645, and John Lester is getting the ball for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he's going up against one of the uh, former top prospects, um, of, this, of the Detroit Tigers and Casey Mize. I know uh, Chris Castanelli, former host of Locked On Tigers, was very high on him. Um, he's now with Barstool, Barstool Sports. But the, 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 this is going to be a tall task, I think, for the St. Louis Cardinals uh, because, because Mize does have the, the good stuff. And I do think that um, the, the, the benefit that the Cardinals have is that they have uh, Mr. Jack Flaherty, excuse me, going for them. But Jack Flaherty is going to be put up to the test again because not, not that the Cardinals need him to play stopper by any check to the imagination that they, they, they won on Sunday, but it's time to get the ball rolling again. It's time to get the momentum back on a roll because they just lost two out of three at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Detroit Tigers, I think, are a better team than the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they have shown that. The, the Cardinals uh, got swept by the Detroit Tigers in a two-game set back in June, and they will face a familiar foe from that series in tomorrow's start. But it's time to get the momentum back. Because uh, STL Sports Central posted about it. I talked about it on, on Friday's show, I believe. Uh, or no, it was yesterday's show. About how the Cardinals need to go 7-2 and two in this next stretch um, t- to still be in the playoff hunt. And, and I agreed with that take. And I think that, that that's very... It, it's doable because of the opponents. But the Cardinals also have to put their money where their mouth is and really go out there and get the job done. And in order to do that 7-2 and two now, they need to go 6-0 and in the next six games because they lost two out of the first three against the Pirates. Now they've got two games against the Detroit Tigers and then four on the road against the Pittsburgh Pirates before the Cardinals travel to Cincinnati. And it starts tonight but with Jack Flaherty versus Casey Mize. Jack Flaherty coming off two really solid starts in his first two starts back from the IL, the most recent one being against the playoff team in the Milwaukee Brewers. And it's always good to pitch well against a playoff team. Jack Flaherty, the buzz phrase, Gave his team a chance to win, no doubt about it, as he went six innings, two earned runs, four hits, two, two, two solo home runs, so you obviously would like him to keep the home run totals down. Walked one and struck out eight. So looking to, to kind of take the next step for Flaherty, to me, is to get past that six-inning mark. He's gone six innings his last two starts, and I'm not trying to, to scoff at six innings, but but it's it, 
I think a goal for him, and I, I would assume it would be anyways, is, is to get to the seven, eight, maybe even nine innings complete game type of thing, but at least seven or eight innings. Because yes, the bullpen's going to be pretty well rested for the most part with the off day yesterday, but also you're going into a stretch of you're playing Wednesday to Sunday without an off day minimum all on the road. So take, take charge, and then the first day back, the, the next step for me would be for Flaherty to go seven or eight innings and against this Tigers lineup, it, it, it's, it's got some, some strong parts, but it, it is still not a playoff team, and I think Flaherty has the opportunity, and I think he will dominate the Tigers lineup tonight. But you all know about Jack Flaherty, fastball slider. Let's talk about what the stats say about Casey Mice. He is 6-6 um, six and six this year with a 3-6-9 ERA, 98 strikeouts, 124 in the third innings. In his last seven starts, he's got a 4-0-9 ERA, and I always like to look at the most recent starts or the last handful of starts for a pitcher. Um, they've been so, so not great. Four innings in his last starts against the Angels. Four hits, four earned. Four hits, two earned. I'm sorry. Four walks and four strikeouts. So his last start was unable to throw strikes and keep them on the strike zone. So maybe the Cardinals can exploit that. Mike Schultz is big on the process of working pitch counts and trying to wear a pitcher down. Maybe the Cardinals can do that with, with, with Mize again, just like the Angels did in his last start. Start before that, four and a third, three earned runs against the Baltimore Orioles. And the Orioles are in... In his or are a historically bad team this year, so the so maybe the Cardinals, who I assume are better, <laughs> think they're better than the Orioles, and I think they are better than the Orioles, can hit Mize just like Baltimore did. Uh, but when you're looking at what you're going to see from Casey Mize, uh, pitch pitch selection wise, it's a slider, fastball, sinker, split finger, curveball mix. He actually throws uh, the, the the slider most often at your slider and fastball both sitting at just about twenty seven and a half percent slider, just a tick higher at twenty seven point six percent. But that slider is a good one. People only hit one seventy eight against it, slugging three nineteen against it. A problem also for Mize has been keeping the ball in the ballpark. He has given up five home runs to the slider, eight to the four-seam fastball, seven to the sinker. Um, let's see here. It's two to the split finger as well. So a lot of home run balls given up by Casey Mize this year. And the, the, the Tiger Park, America Park, Tiger's home, home park, excuse me, uh, can, can be spacious, but I think down the line is where you're going to see the most power come from. And the, the, the pitch that gets hit the most often based on, on batting average, and I know batting average isn't the end-all be-all, is that sinker. Uh, he throws it 24.1% of the time. Uh, he gets hit for a 336 batting average, 565 slugging again, seven home runs this year given up on that sinker, according to Baseball Savant. So definitely probably a weakness there for the, for the Detroit Tigers right-hander. The, the, the key is going to be, just like it has been in the last couple series, get to Mize early. Work the pitch count because Mize is somebody that, that we have seen uh, based on the last couple of game logs that, that he can can be prone to walks and can be prone to not going deep into games. Because if you do look, if you take a deeper look, I should say, at those game logs, um, he went five innings on August the 4th, seven innings on, on July 29th. Those are so uh, more than five innings or five innings or more, before the, before, since July 29th, before July 29th, I should say, four and two-thirds, four innings, four innings, three innings, and then back to June, you get six innings, and then so, so June was good, July was bad, August has continued that trend of being bad, just the f- one five-inning start in August. Other than that, 4.1 and four innings um, in those last two starts. So when Mines does not go deep into games, he does not pitch well, and he gives up a lot of earned runs. He's given up um, nine... Or I'm sorry, yes, nine earned runs in 13 and a third innings this month, giving up six 
home runs this month, giving up th- gave up three in his first two starts of August. So the Cardinals will look to continue that trend of getting the ball out of the ballpark. So look for O'Neill, Goldschmidt, Arnato as the three big-time home run powers. And who knows, maybe even Newt Barr can get on, on the action as well. But again, going to have to work the count against Mize, uh, try and get him out of the game early because when he does not pitch well it is because he is not going deep into the games again that is a more of a of a stat based look um, I'm sure uh, Scott Bentley the new host of Locked on Tigers can give you a more in-depth look over there but that is a stat based look and I think that the Cardinals if they want to con- continue to be in this playoff race th- th- this next week is going to be pivotal because that September schedule is a nasty one I've talked about it a couple times on this show they've got Cincinnati New York Los Angeles, San Diego, who I know just fell out of a playoff race, a playoff spot, and fired their pitching coach, but still a playoff competitor, and multiple series with the first place NL Central team in the Milwaukee Brewers. So if you want to try and put yourself in the best position possible, and I know the goal is to win every game no matter what, but you have to win these next six games. And it starts tonight with Jack Flaherty going up against Casey Mize. So we're going to take our first break now here on this Tuesday episode. And when I come back, we're talking John Lester and Tariq Skubal, as those are the two starters that are be going on Wednesday's day game uh, in Detroit. That uh, time, again, is a 12-15 first pitch uh, for for that one. So all that will be coming up more as well as, again, later in the show, talking a little bit about Yadier Molina. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online because it is coming around to football season as teams are starting to hit the gridiron for that start. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100 that's right it's up the ante 100 welcome bonus be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing in and using the promo code nfl 100 NFL 100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, baseball, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season. And you can use the promo code for that welcome bonus of locked on L O C K E D O N. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Game two between the Cardinals. And the uh, excuse me, and the Detroit Tigers. I think my AC just went out because it just got really hot in here. Uh, but never left. Uh, in the Cardinals and Tigers is at one fifteen. Um, oh, I misspoke earlier. I I, I apologize. Uh, for some reason, I talked about the the Cardinals traveling to Detroit, but it's actually the Tigers traveling to St. Louis. Um, I don't know why I, I misspoke there. So I apologize for that. The Cardinals played at Detroit earlier this season. So I, I apologize for, that, for for misspeaking earlier. I was talking about the, the Comerica Park, but the Cardinals um, are, are home against the Detroit Tigers this week. My apologies for that. Uh, but John Lester gets the ball against Tariq Skubal. We're going to start with, with with Skubal because he does have a start against the, the St. Louis Cardinals this year. Came back on July or June rather, twenty second. He went four and two thirds of an inning when they gave up four hits, gave up two earned runs. Um, hit a batter, walked two, and struck out four. Let's look. Let's take a little bit deeper of a dive into that game. It was a game the Cardinals lost 
uh, eight to two. Um, the, the costly air cost Johan Oviedo uh, a chance to really settle in as the Tigers scored six runs in the bottom half of the fourth inning. But, but Screwball threw 97 pitches. So again, going back to that, that process that, that Mike Schultz loves to talk about so much, Maybe the process was good in that game. Maybe the, the Cardinals were working the count and, and, and making that they did make Scooball throw a lot of pitches, but the results weren't there. So maybe now the Cardinals have seen Scooball once that they can use that experience and say, okay, now the, the process is going to be there and the results are going to be there. So when you look at the four hits in that start, according to baseball, um, According to Baseball Savant, uh, one was by Paul Goldschmidt off of a fastball. The other was by Tommy Edmond off of a fastball. Paul DeYoung had a curveball uh, just up the middle. And Dylan Carlson had an opposite field single on a four-seam fastball. So the fastball was getting hit in that start. And when you look at what is getting hit against him overall this season, it is the fastball. People are hitting 297 against it, slugging 617. Trick Screwball has given up 16. That's right, 16 home runs on the four-seam fastball this season, according to Baseball Savant. So if the Cardinals are going to have any sort of success uh, in this next start against Tariq Skubal, it's going to be uh, on that four-seam fastball. They hit it three times. They had three hits against it, I should say, uh, in the last start, and it has shown this season that that is what gets hit most when Skubal is on the mound, that, that lefty for the Detroit Tigers. His most recent starts overall, back on August the 18th against the Angels, He's, he's been on a roll. He had a 1.02 ERA in August. That start against uh, the Angels, two earned runs in six and two-thirds of innings. And before that, two shutout starts against Boston and Baltimore. The Boston start going five innings and the Baltimore start going six innings. And this is coming after a very bad July in which he had a 5.86 ERA. Uh, so a bad July has turned into a good August. This will most likely be probably his second to last start in August, I would assume. I'm not sure what their schedule is, so they, he might have another start coming in here shortly because it is the 24th um, but nevertheless he's having he's on a roll so, so this is going to be a tough game and as it says in the graphic below um, if you're on YouTube John Lester is looking for win number 198 in his career and he, he's got a chance he's got a couple handful of more starts he just needs two more wins as you can see there or three more wins he's got 197 to get to 200 and 200 is a big time number I think um, we're in the process of kind of 200 wins becoming the next 300 wins because I don't think too many pitchers are going to get 300 uh, wins anymore with, with how the, the the game is turning and, and how it has turned. So I think that, that that is something to keep in mind, that this 200 win milestone is very important to Lester. And he's talked about how he's looking forward and he wants to get that, that, that 200th win. And he's got an opportunity to do it against the Detroit Tigers tomorrow afternoon at Bush Stadium. And when you look at his most recent start, it, it came as a Cardinal uh, win in, in, in his most recent start for 4-win 197 uh, when he pitched against the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, sorry, his win came two starts ago against the Royals, but the Milwaukee Brewers start was so-so. I misspoke there again. My apologies. Uh, four and a third, four earns, gave up six hits, walked one, or walked three, rather, hit one, didn't strike on anybody. He was underwhelming in that start. Uh, so he'll be, he will be looking to pitch well as a Cardinal in Bush Stadium, um, really for the first time, because his numbers at Bush Stadium have not been good as a Cardinal. Back on August 3rd against the Braves, he gave up six earned in five innings, and although the numbers weren't indicative in this start as as they uh, weren't indicative of, of how well he pitched, his next start against Kansas City in St. Louis, five and a third, five earned, gave up six hits that start as well. So he'll be looking for really his, his first 
good line and his good good first start at Bush Stadium for his first good start at Bush Stadium I should say he is somebody that that has traditionally been a winner in his career and he wants those I think he really wants those three more wins to get to win number 200 he'll take his next step in that uh, process tomorrow afternoon against a Tiger lineup that has really very little experience against him. Miguel Cabrera is one for two. Uh, Jamie Calendario, Calendario is three out of six. Three out of six, rather. Um, Justin Garneau is one out of two. Uh, Robbie Grossman, three out of six. Victor Reyes, 0 out of five. And Jonathan Scope, who just signed an extension with uh, Detroit recently, is one out of five as well. So, John Lester is going to be facing a team that does not have a lot of experience against him. And I think when a team does not have any experience or at least a lot of experience against you, I think the advantage goes towards the pitcher in that case. That's why for the Cardinal offense in this game, I'm looking forward for the Cardinals to use their experience they had this season against Tariq Skubal and apply it to this start, have a good process and a good result because I think that is the biggest has been the biggest key for the Cardinals' recent turnaround. Despite the disappointing series against the Brewers and Pirates, they have had a turnaround this season in my or in, in this last month, in my opinion. And it's because the the, the good processes that that Mike Schilt raves about in his post game press conferences have turned into good results. So the Cardinals will be looking to continue that trend against Scooball because because like I said, that they had good process against Scooball, worked the pitch count, they just weren't able to drive in the runs they needed to drive in. And it, they ended up in a loss. Also, Oviedo didn't pitch well that game, uh, but but I digress from that. It's, and I, I would imagine with, with it being um, day game following a night game, I, I say this, but it, also it's Yadier Molina. I, I would say Kisner gets the start that day um, for, for John Lester, and John Lester did not pitch well with Kisner in that start against Kansas City uh, at St. Louis that I mentioned, or the, the line wasn't well. It did not end up well for Mr. Lester. So maybe... Kisner gets to start again because it is day after a night game and you want to keep Yachty as fresh as you can. He's been getting a lot more off days recently. And I think that that is maybe by design, you know, people say a lot of times that players are dealing with injuries a lot more than they're ever letting on both to, to the media and both to the, to their managers um, as well. Not, not that, you know, Yachty's lying or anything of that nature, but you know, this late in the season, 39 year old catcher, he's probably dealing with uh, something here or there, something that's bothering him. But that's a good segue to Yadier Molina because, again, I don't think that he'll be starting on Wednesday. If it were me, I wouldn't start him no matter what your thoughts are. I think it's always good to give a catcher a rest the day game after a night game. I know they had an off day yesterday, but he's 39 years old. He might need a little bit more rest than the average catcher. So this was brought up to my attention thanks to uh, somebody swiping up on the Instagram story at LO underscore Cardinals. And it was, um, if I can find it here, uh, beg your pardon, It, it was brought up by... At uh, Ritter WX, um, foolish baseball vid on Yadier Molina. Um, if you want to watch the full video, I encourage you to do it. It's on YouTube. Um, foolish baseball that was posted uh, yesterday, 24 hours ago from, from the time of this recording. Um, so I'll be breaking down the stats. And again, I'm not going to go too in depth because if you, if you want the in depth thing, head over there to, to that video. But just kind of give some of the highlights and, and my thoughts on it. Um, but, but again, I do have to take a quick break, uh, but stay tuned for that conversation about Yadier and Molina, but I want to tell you guys first about our title sponsor today, and that is rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30, 40, 50, 100% more at other chain stores when you can go to rockauto.com with the literally hundreds of makes and models on all these different parts? Why would you go into a store and ask 
and questions and get questions asked to that can be intimidating when you can just do it all from the comfort of your own home, from the comfort of your own computer, or your own phone even, at rockauto.com because you have access to this thing in your pocket, on your computer, wherever you are at. Save time and money and you can have peace of mind with rockauto.com. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have reliably low prices for every single customer. They have everything you could possibly need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You won't be disappointed. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first audio platform made for sports fans like you. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about their favorite team or sport. You can join in on the conversation on Locker or on Green Room. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on the Green Room app for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news and rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LJFastball to be notified when my room goes live. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Cardinals. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Yadier Molina uh, seems to be, for, for whatever reason, or I, I guess for, for good reason, I should say, not, not good reason, but for obvious reasons, um, a polarizing figure in Cardinal Nation right now as there are rumors flying of him wanting uh, a one-year $9 million contract similar or the exact same amount rather that he signed to this season and there are questions as to whether he should or should not sign um, or whether the Cardinals should or should not sign him and the intangibles, tangibles, whether he's average, below average, catcher, offensive, defensive, so many different things to think about. I talked about this last offseason so I feel like I'm having deja vu but this is not a cut and dry black and white issue. There are, there are solid points on both sides of the argument, whether you're the Cardinals, the Yadier Molina, a fan, one or the other. And all these stats were brought up in a Foolish Baseball video uh, entitled, um, Is Yadier Molina Really Good? or something, something to that nature. Um, and he basically, uh, they basically broke it down to three levels um, of, of stats. I'll explain mostly the first two, and, and you can go, go on the video on YouTube to find the other, other stuff. But the good is basically kind of a base level of statistics. And I got them all written down right here. Compared them to Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra, widely considered one of, if not the best catcher of all time. Yogi Berra played 2,120 games, had a batting average of 285, and had 2,150 hits. Yadier Molina has played 2,100, and I think it's 13 games now, uh, has an average of about 280 and 2,080 hits. This is as of the video. So very comparable to, to Yogi Berra. And they also talked about his accolades and what he's been decorated in. I got him right here as well. Two-time World Series champion, one silver slugger, nine gold gloves, four platinum gloves, ten all-star games. He is just the 68th player to be named to double-digit all-star games and the sixth catcher. Um, He's also caught 2,000 games with one team. That was widely discussed. He's won the Roberto Clemente Award in those two World Series. He's got a 328 in all four World Series that he's played in. He has a 328 batting average. The heroics in 2006 NLCS Game 6, the heroics in the 2019 NLDS Game 4, all very well documented. 
to, to those numbers and to those accolades and to the longevity and of, of a winning player with a winning franchise, Yanni should be re-signed. He's got a great career. Now let's look at some of the entry-level sabermetrics that they talked about. He, he they, they compared him to Jason Kendall. Jason Kendall with an OPS plus of 97, Yachty 95. OPS plus average is 100. Above 100 is above average. Below 100 is below average. Uh, war, according to baseball reference, Jason Kendall has 41.7. Yachty, 41.8. Very comparable to Jason Kendall. Jason Kendall also has above 2,000 hits. Not somebody you would traditionally think of as a high-profile catcher or as a top 10, top 5 catcher, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he's, he has less war than, than Jorge Posada and Brett Gardner. He is 20th in catcher war and 84th in catcher OPS. Those numbers are accumulated of those as a catcher, so those don't including, not including games. He has played as a DH or first or third or et cetera. So, so those are the numbers that, that kind of say that, oh, maybe he, maybe he's overrated. Maybe he's not as good as people say he is. Um, but, but something that kind of hurts and helps him that this video talks about is his stat accumulation and his um, willingness and his ability to stay with one team so he's known more. Jason Kendall kind of flew around. Same thing with Jim Tomey. So maybe or Omar Vizquel as well. So maybe Yair Molina is, is more well-known and has a, the, this bigger accolade just because he stayed with one team. That can help and hurt. Um, he's accumulated a lot of stats. Fourth all-time in Cardinal hits was accomplished recently, just as a, a small example. He's one of four players with 2,000 hits as a catcher. So not a full-time catch. I don't mean that just a full-time catcher. I mean 2,000 hits coming when he was a catcher in that game. So if he had a hit or a home run as a first baseman, that does not count towards that total, just so we're all on the same page. So it's an interesting video to think about how good really, as I flip the, the paper around, sorry about that, is Yadier Molina. I think when you look at his career, it's, it's a great career, well accl acclimated, and he, he's shown the ability to get the job done time and time again. Another stat that he's accumulated is fourth all-time in doubles now that he accomplished that in Kansas, or against Kansas City a number of weeks ago. Now, now the, the question is, and I'm not going to get too deep into it right now, as to whether or not the Cardinals should resign him because that is a debate for another time or a question for another time. But I think that, that there's, there's a middle ground here to be reached of recognizing that he is an incredible, has had a, an incredible career, a staple with the Cardinals, a staple with Adam Wainwright. Uh, Adam Wainwright's ERA with Yadier Molina career is a full run lower than it is with other catchers. Say what you will, I think that that says a lot about Yadier Molina as a defensive catcher. And they also go into a lot of framing and, and, and defensive metrics as well and comparing with his brothers and everything. Great video, Foolish Baseball. Um, props to, to them for, for producing that, so go check that out. Um, but the bottom line is the, the, the here and now is what matters. Is Yadier Molina a good catcher right now? Again, a different debate, but I think that he is um, – He's definitely, you know, one of the greats of all time. Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Cardinal Hall of Famer, bare minimum, but definitely a Hall of Famer, if not just for the longevity alone as a catcher. Because that's another point that isn't brought up a lot that they brought up in this video, that all these stats should not be looked at compared to a third baseman or a first baseman or an outfielder, but a catcher. The longevity of a catcher is something that is very hard to do. They take a beating every day, day in, day out, playing playing day games after night games, playing just so many days in a row and taking an absolute beating. So that should be taken into note as well. Let me know what you think the Cardinals should do with Yadier Molina, whether you think they should re-sign him, whether you think that they should just let him go. Uh, maybe you want him just to simply retire. 
let me know. You can follow me on Twitter at LJFastball and DM me. You can email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. You can uh, DM the show at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. Whatever you'd like to do, go ahead and do it, and I would be more than happy to have a conversation with anybody. But that's going to do it for today's show. Again, apologies for it being out a little bit late and for a couple uh, difficulties here and there as well as... um, uh, just for, for the technical difficulties on YouTube a little bit and for the mistake earlier about saying the Cardinals are traveling to Comerica Park. But nevertheless, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, like I said, at LJ Fastball Show on Instagram, or Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. We're going to have a show tomorrow that's going to be a post-game pod. Uh, it's going to come out after the game because since the game is an early start at 1215, uh, or earlier start, I guess I should say. Um, so stay tuned for that. It'll be posted on the YouTube uh, channel as well as podcasting platforms. Locked on Cardinals is now free on all platforms uh, that you can get your podcast as well as on YouTube. So until I talk to you tomorrow, again, after the game, so be on the lookout for that. Um, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.